0: Hi guys and welcome back to Let's Chat with Ava. I'm Ava. You guys know the drill. This week I'm going to be talking about something a little different than what the topics have been recently. I'm going to be talking about body positivity this week and I'm actually really really excited for this episode. I think or I hope Um, I said a lot of things that might have resonated with you guys, and this is a really um, important topic for me, especially because I have struggled with being body positive towards myself, and most people do, but um, it's been a struggle of mine for a long time, so this is something that I've struggled with, something... I know most of my friends have struggled with and so I'm really excited to get uh, to talk about it in depth and to um, give this episode to you guys because I don't know I guess I I guess I just hope that it resonates with some of you Um, so in this episode I'm going to be talking about the history behind body image and the different Uh, The way it's transformed over time and then I'm also going to be talking about the complex of Perfect and the words perfect and normal. Um, I'm also going to be talking about um, Assumptions you should you shouldn't make about somebody uh, the beauty standard exercising um, a realization I had recently about beauty and I also have some really cool recommendations, so when you guys hear those, make sure to go check those out, and yes, yeah, so I'm just, I guess I'm really excited for this episode, and I hope you guys enjoy. Alright, so like I said, the topic for today is body positivity, and I have a couple things I want to talk about. First, I want to talk about the history behind um, body image and how it's evolved over time on what the perfect body type is. So I want to go through that first because I think that can be very helpful in figuring out where this all came from. Alright, so I'm going to start back in the 1800s. In the 1800s, the ideal body type was Rubenesque figures and these were actually girls that would be considered plus size nowadays um and that was the ideal body type so the girls were generally curvier and heavier and that was considered like the most beautiful back then like if that was considered beautiful back then. That was what you had to look like to be considered beautiful by people. Um, And this was enforced by a painter named Peter Paul Rubens and he painted girls like this and this just kind of this idea kinda sunk in. Um, Moving on to the 1890s to the 1910s this was the era of like the Gibson girls so the Gibson girls were painted in two pictures and they had basically the ideal form of a woman and so the ideal form was a thin waist, or this is quotes from an article um, thin waist, large bosom, rounded shoulder, smooth neck so they were still a little bit, I don't know how to say it, like heavier than what is considered normal today but now they started getting more into like the form and like how like the curves worked. I believe they brought in corsets during this era and this was this whole thing was reinforced by an actress and singer named Lillian Russell who basically represented the woman of ultimate beauty during that time period. In the 1920s, It was the flappers who were considered the most beautiful. Um, They generally had bob haircuts, slender and lean builds, and this is kind of the turning point and where they started to stray more towards skinnier being considered more beautiful. Just like a PSA that there are definitely unhealthy standards for men as well um, they may be a little more subtle and they are a little more subtle than women because women are obviously hypersexualized and just sexualized in general in the media today and pretty much since ever so obviously it's not as blatant as women but there are men are held to a standard as well and you can see that during this area uh, during this era um, during the flappers era they Men were starting to be told that they should be more muscular in order to be considered handsome. So that was the flappers era. That was the 1920s. Um, The 1940s to 1950s was the curvy pin-up girls era. And pin-up girls literally meant that this was a photo of a woman that you would put up on, you would pin up on the wall. The way that they were, the women were portrayed was, is not as different as they are now because it was a body type that's unrealistic since they would use Photoshop and um, retouch those photos. And somebody who reinforced this stereotype was Marilyn Monroe, and she was considered the most beautiful woman of her time and is still considered one of the most beautiful women to ever live. And she was, this started a stereotype of like a leggy, curvy blonde. So a blonde girl who has curves and a lot of, and like is tall with a lot of leg. Um, so that was reinforced by Marilyn Monroe in the 1960s. Oh, and one thing I forgot right now in the modern era, the there's a lot of fat shaming. And during this era, there was a lot of skinny shaming. So there were a lot of ads that were like, men won't want you if you're not skinny. Or I mean, if you're not if you don't have any weight on you, like so they would shame people who are skinny. And it's kind of the reverse nowadays. In the 1960s, this was like the Twiggy era. In this era, they hypersexualized the man form, and I can't remember who the two people who reinforced that were, but they reinforced the idea that a man should be muscular and strong and provi- provide for the family. And as for women, basically, they didn't, like, the women weren't considered beautiful if they had curves so now we're definitely getting away from like the curvier women and now it's more like skinny is that is considered beautiful and anybody who's not skinny is considered not beautiful and so n- this era was a woman with no curves and they were really slender. It was starting to reinforce some women's ideas of what they should look like, which obviously has been happening this whole time, but to a point where now women are starting to starve themselves to be skinny and to look a certain way because of how far it's gotten. So that was the 1960s, and then in the 1990s it was Heroin Chic Waif, and this was a wispy, slender, drugged-looking person. Um, this was also starting the skinny obsession. Men were supposed to be strong and muscular in this era and so it kind of just this definitely was I think the turning point for women who started to become obsessed with being skinny and then the last era that they had on this in this article um, that I'm getting my information from is the 2010s and that's the inspiration versus plus size models and this is kind of an era where I mean obviously where probably still in that era because we're still seeing body positive activists and basically it's pushback against over glorifying the impossible body form and shape and look and trying to revert the beauty standard to be encompassing everybody and not just one body type. So I thought that was really interesting that history behind why certain body types are considered more beautiful than others and I, I I guess that kind of gave me some insight into how we got to this point and why we got to this point. Something I want to point out is I thought it was very interesting how, and I'll put the link for the website in the description of this episode so you guys can go look because there were pictures on this website that were really helpful. Something that I thought was very interesting was the fact that all of the women in all of the eras that were considered the most beautiful of their time, they were all white. Which, considering the country's history and how long it took for people of color to have the same rights as people of a different race and to be able to be respected, it's honestly not shocking, but it's still completely terrible that it, they're all white. So, and I I mean, we still see it today where the ideal body type, and I'm like air quoting that, um, the ideal body type is still a white woman. It's not any other race. It's a white woman. And that's just, that bothers me because women of one race should not be the only beautiful, considered the only beautiful ones. Women of every race are beautiful. And that really bothers me that this beauty standard is still alive and well. Something else I want to point out is all of these standards of beauty and what women should look like, they were all reinforced by men. These were all created by men. Men created these beauty standards and they reinforced them. They told women this is what you must look like in order to be worthy of a man. When in reality, you are worthy of love. You are worthy of finding a relationship just simply by existing. You do not need to look a certain way. You don't need to act a certain way. You do not need to be a certain way in order to be considered beautiful or worthy. Like, I hate that word. Worthy? No, that's th- that doesn't make any sense in terms of humanity. Like, you are a human. You are alive. You are breathing. You are. You can think and act and make decisions you are worthy just by existing there is no such thing i there should be no such thing as you have to look a certain way in order to get a man or you need to act a certain way in order to get a man when in reality you don't you shouldn't have to that should not be reinforced because you if you want to change the way you look if you want to act a different way then you should be doing that for yourself, not for other people. Not for to get the attention of a man. Because let me just say this here. If you have to change who you are and the way you act and the way you dress in order to get that guy's attention, that relationship, if it happens, it is not going to be real. Because he's only liking you because you changed for him. You don't need to change in order to find love and I'm air quoting that again to find love you just you don't need to change yourself in order to find someone because if that person is actually a good person and they like you for you and they don't just like you for the way you look or the way that you change yourself to act then that person if they like you for the way you are mistakes flaws and all that person is a good person for you. But if you have to change yourself for someone, they're not worth it. They are not worth it. And I'm just going to leave it at that. But that really bothers me. And the same thing goes for men. Same thing goes for all people. If you have to change yourself in order to get the attention of someone, they are not worth it. They are not going to like you for you. Okay, moving back on track. Yeah, so I just found it very interesting how all of those... um beauty standards were reinforced by men and and how women are over sexualized in the media and made to I'm just going to dive into um, the objectification of women for a second because this is a topic that really bothers me as well how women are made to be seen as objects to be used for one's pleasure and how we're nothing more than a body girls from a young age are told you need to you should wear makeup you should look nice all the time you should act this way you shouldn't act this way you should look this way you shouldn't look this way because if you don't you're never going to find a husband you're never going to find a husband which not only is that a toxic belief and going back to what i just said you shouldn't have to change yourself for someone not only is it a toxic belief to say that or to imprint in young girls minds that they need to look a certain way in order to get a husband you're not being respectful of the fact that some girls do not want a husband there are girls who are lesbian bi pan like whatever your sexuality is they might not like men and The fact that we tell girls, you need to find a husband, it completely disregards their sexuality. It's so disrespectful. And it just, for the girls who do want to find, or do want to maybe get married or date guys or whatever, you're making them believe that their only life goal should be finding a husband, when in reality... There is so much more to life than to finding a man, like, that should not be their life goal. You need to allow them to have other dreams other than just getting married. Okay, so something else I wanted to touch on is I'm not sure if there is a specific point in time when this started, but this bothers me that this is considered an insult the word fat should not be an insult you should not be using that as an insult somebody's weight has nothing to do with their character it has nothing to do with how you should view them as a person it just it bothers me that people say that they're not beautiful because they are fat because fat does not equal ugly, and skinny does not equal pretty. Human equals beautiful. What I'm trying to say here. Do not use fat as an insult. Do not use skinny as a compliment. You are only reinforcing the toxic body or stan- er, beauty standard that we all continue to see portrayed in the media. Human equals beautiful. All right, moving on to the next topic, I wanted to talk touch quickly on eating disorders um, because I know that I've heard people joking about eating disorders and I just wanted to put this out there. Eating disorders are not a joke. Just because someone is skinny does not mean that they are anorexic. You are not a a certified doctor. You have not gone to medical school. You are not trained you do not know what the signs of a eating disorder are. You cannot diagnose an eating disorder, so therefore you should not say that someone is anorexic because they are skinny, vice versa, whatever. Yeah, joking about eating disorders is not funny at all. And just another thing, because you think someone looks underweight or overweight, it doesn't mean that that's true. Because you don't think that they look up to par, that doesn't mean that they have a medical condition that doesn't mean that they are on a diet or trying to gain weight you cannot you do not have the medical degree or the expertise to be able to diagnose that so do not act like you do and don't tell people that they are underweight or overweight because you have no way to prove that their doctor will tell them if they need to be worried about something But if their doctor has not said anything to them, then you shouldn't, regardless of if their doctor said anything to them or not, that's not your business and you shouldn't be telling somebody that that is, that they are underweight or overweight. That's just stupid. Alright, so moving on from um, that topic, I want to go into um, the beauty standard and I wanted to talk quick about that because I feel like people in general, we all find ourselves comparing our bodies to the one to the people on the front of magazines and to the people on the front of posters and the models and I just wanted to put this out there the picture that you're comparing yourself to is most likely photoshopped there have been articles about models who have asked the people who are touching up their photos to leave their like, don't mess with the way their body looks. And they will go ahead and the the editors will go ahead and do it anyway. And no shade against the people who edit photos because they're incredibly talented. But the problem is that that reinforces a stereotype of what women and men should look like. Yeah, so the picture that you're comparing yourself to is most likely photoshopped. And you don't You don't need to look exactly like the model on that, on the front of that magazine or the model on that poster to be beautiful. Because the thing is, the perfect body, it doesn't, there's no such thing. There's no such thing as the perfect body. It doesn't exist. Because what you think is the perfect body, that's an edited photo. And it's making it seem like that's what it should that's what you should look like and well they look like that so why can't I look like that but the thing is they don't actually look like that that's a photo that was airbrushed and photoshopped and all of that and basically you're just going to be wasting your time by trying to attain the unattainable because like I said that body does not exist it's not a thing pretty sure nobody has a natural body like that so trying to attain it is just it's a waste of your time. Something else I wanted to touch on is I have a theory and I have a theory that perfect, the words perfect and normal that like perfect and normal don't actually exist. Like they're not a thing. I was talking and obviously I was talking to my dad about this and he He made a joke and he was like, well, there's perfection in mathematics and that's, and like, I just want to put a disclaimer out there. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a different side of perfection and the way that, like, the perfect body, like, that doesn't exist. And I think the same goes for normal. I don't think that there's any such thing as normal. I think that because I think that everybody is unique and everybody has their differences and my belief is that we should celebrate those differences instead of telling people to hide them away because they aren't considered normal. I think that we should celebrate those differences. So for the word normal, it just, I don't think it exists because I think that we put one person up in a spotlight or one body type or one way of looking and acting up in a spotlight and then that's considered normal and I just I then that completely disregards everybody else and who they are and I think who somebody is is such a huge part of their identity and their life that when we're being taught to hide those differences away it's it's such a toxic culture and like I said same thing goes for perfect like perfect in my opinion does not exist like there is no perfect person everybody has their faults everybody makes mistakes it's part of being human and for us to say that someone is perfect in reality you're putting pressure on that person to have to act like they are perfect and so every time they make a mistake it feels even worse and it feels like failed people because they aren't meeting their standards and so I just wanted to talk about that quick because when somebody tells you but you're perfect like or something like that like that puts pressure on you to have to be perfect now that you know that somebody else thinks that you are perfect now you have to live up to that standard and you have to you can't there's no room for you to make mistakes there's no room for you to mess up you have to be perfect all the time and if you aren't then it's if you even if that person isn't let down because obviously that's a unattainable thing you're still holding yourself to that standard and it's just this loop and it's this downward spiral and i just i don't think that they exist and i think that that they are actually very toxic mentalities I grabbed a dictionary i'm going to look up um normal, and then perfect in the dictionary, and see what the definitions are. Alright, normal is, the definition of normal is of the regular or usual kind. Healthy in body or mind is the second definition. I just, I don't think that exists because no two humans, because no two humans are the same. And for us to reinforce a belief that normal exists is suppressing the rest of our differences and it's like I said it's a very toxic mentality for us to be stuck in perfect having no mistake or flaw definition number two satisfying all requirements number three thoroughly skilled or trained meeting the highest standards so a person is there is no perfect person nobody is perfect Everybody makes mistakes, and for us to say that, oh, that person is perfect, that's actually, most people don't think about it when they say it, but that's actually putting pressure on that person, and it doesn't feel very good, because then they hold themselves to that standard. So, I just wanted to throw that in there, because I don't think that those things exist at all. next thing I wanted to talk about is exercising, because a lot of people their reason to start exercising is because they want to look a certain way. And actually, that's a very unhealthy mindset. A healthy mindset, to be ex- an example of a healthy mindset or a healthy reason you should, you want to start exercising is to get stronger, to be healthier, to get fitter, to build more muscle, to be able to l- elongate your lifespan. Um, Those are all healthy reasons, but exercising to get a flat stomach or exercising to get defined muscles or to get a butt, like, those are all unhealthy mindsets. Because, like, an example is, like, the reason your stomach is not flat is because you have organs. Like... (laughs) The reason people have flat stomachs is usually because they're either sucking it in or that's the way they were built. If you were built and your stomach is a little bit, I don't know, if it's rounded outward, that's completely normal and there's nothing wrong with that and I don't even know what what else to say but your organs go there and those are where your organs are kept and your organs help you to be healthy and to function and... That little round part on your stomach, that's not going to go away. So if you start learning to love it, then it's going to make your life so much easier and you're not going to hate yourself for something that you have no control over. And another thing is, some people are built with actually like bigger bones than other people and so try as you might, you're not going to be this tiny little like this tiny little person like that's just not going to happen because that's the way you were built and so it's just unhealthy to be in a mindset where that's why you're exercising um and like I said before because someone is bigger does not make them overweight and because someone is skinnier does not make them underweight and You are not a licensed health professional, so you do not get to tell anyone that. And just a healthy body, it's going to look different on everyone. On some people, a healthy body is going to be smaller than another person's healthy body. It's not, everybody is not going to look the same. And I think that's part of, I think that's a beautiful part of being human. And I think that's amazing that we all don't look the same because if we did, think of how boring that would be. But a healthy body is going to look different on everyone, so if you exercise to look like the person on that poster, it's a really, really unhealthy mindset. I wanted to move on to the topic of beauty because I had a revelation the other day and I wanted to share it with you guys and it is that beauty is subjective and what I mean by that is you could simultaneously be the most beautiful person in the world to one person and then to another be the ugliest person in the world. So one person could see you as the most gorgeous person ever and the other person could see you as completely ugly like they do not ever want to have anything to do with you and it's literally all about what that person sees. And so taking other people's comments and, and like, internalizing them and acting off of those and using and, like, taking in that negative energy, that's not going to do you any good because you find people attractive and then you find other people not as attractive. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. That's literally part of of being human is everybody has their own type and their own tastes on what they consider beautiful but the problem is that some people choose to use what their image of what is considered beautiful to influence everybody else's idea of what is beautiful and that's where we get the beauty standard from and so honestly what really matters is how you view yourself because it's really sad, but everybody else is going to eventually come and go in some way shape or form. What really is gonna matter is how you view how you view yourself because in the end the one person that is always going to no matter what stay constant and be with you is yourself because we can't ha- control what happens to other people but we can control how we view ourself what we think about ourself yeah everybody else is going to come and go in some way shape or form and what really matters is how you view yourself because not everybody is going to stick around forever whether it's their choice or not so if you are able to love yourself it's gonna be so much you're going to th- be okay if you're alone, is the thing I'm trying to get at. If you, are, if you love yourself, you're going to be okay if you end up alone at some point. Um, something interesting that I found out recently is, so companies use what they say is average, and they use that to, especially uh, let me just start this over, uh, companies that sell clothes specifically companies that sell clothes specifically generally use what they say is the average body size or clothing size to their advantage. Um, great example is Brandy Melville they do not sell plus size clothing and sure maybe they have a lot of cute clothing and a lot of people would love to wear it but the fact is that they don't fit so Brandy Melville only gives or only sells clothing for one body type and one size and honestly they could be making a lot more money if they cater to what is the actual body or um, not body size but uh, clothing size which is a 16 it is not a 0 it is not a 2 it is not a 4 it is not even a 6 or an 8 or 10 it is a 16 that is the average clothing size in America I believe in America it might be in the world let me just search that up quick The average American woman now wears a size 16 so companies that sell uh, companies like Brandy Melville who only sell clothing for smaller body types that's they are basically missing out on money because I bet you a lot of people would love to buy their clothing but they can't because they don't fit because they are not a size zero and no shade to the people who are size 0, size 2, size 4. Like the smaller size is like no shade. But these companies are not being realistic in their body type because not everybody is able to be a size 0. Not able to be a size 2 or 4 or a smaller size. Reality is the average woman is a size 16 in America. So for us to keep putting ourselves to this standard of, I need to shrink down how many sizes, I can't be this, I can't be as big as I am right now, like my clothing size is too big. That's so unrealistic. Because, like, what... (laughs) Why are you holding yourself to an unrealistic expectation? Because I've repeated this, I don't even know how many times, the average clothing size is a 16. So it doesn't, and like there's also obviously a difference between average and normal, but the average clothing size is a 16. So why are you holding yourself to this expectation of girls who are less than the majority? Oh my gosh, I just recorded at least 20 minutes of um, audio and I was done with this and I was ready to move on to editing. And then the program that I'm recording on just quit on me. So now I have to re-record this, but it's okay. I like talking. Alright, so I I gave you guys all this information and my opinions on body positivity and all of this but i obviously i'm not just going to give you all this information and opinions and not give you any advice or ways you can start being more body positive so that's what this section is going to be about um i found these 10 tips to start being more body positive on a website um, that from a I think it's a research facility or I don't want to say company because they don't I don't think they make profits off of it but it's a center for um, people who are recovering from eating disorders so obviously these are ways you can be more body positive so it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be recovering from an eating disorder to use these strategies but I think that they can um, that they're really helpful and I really like these strategies so I'll put the link to the website in the uh, description so go check that out if you want to see more. The first tip is post positive affirmations on your mirror and so if you I feel like when I feel like a mirror is a place where we are able to be really mean to ourselves and it's it's really easy to look in the mirror and see things you don't like and see things that you want to change and things that you just, you hate about yourself and it's easy to see those in the mirror and it's easy to critique the way your body looks in the mirror but if you have something positive up there that you'll see every time you look in the mirror and you say those words to yourself every time if you say something to yourself enough times you're going to believe it. Even if it's just the words, I am beautiful, even if you just write, I am beautiful on a piece of paper and you stick it up there. If you say, I am beautiful, if you say that to yourself every day, you're eventually going to start believing that you are beautiful. And you're going to see what everybody else sees and see that you are, in fact, beautiful. And it's if you put something up there and you're able to say that to yourself, it's going to make huge huge difference. The second tip is get rid of your scale, because a lot of people, I don't want to say like to, but they, um, they weigh themselves and then they compare themselves to, or not compare, but they think that Oh, well I'm 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 too I'm I'm overweight because they think that the number on the scale is too big and that's a very toxic mentality because like I said, you're not a doctor, so you can't diagnose yourself or anybody else if you're overweight or underweight. And if you get rid of that scale, you're going to be taking away the temptation to weigh yourself and to see what your weight is and to make comparisons or make judgments about you based on your weight if you if you take away that scale it can it can make your house a more positive place because then you're not going to be tempted to go and hate on yourself because there's a scale there and you're not going to be obsessively weighing yourself to see if you are the correct weight or not number three is the third tip is Before you say something negative to yourself, think about if you would say it to your friends. If you would say... Don't... If you wouldn't say something like that to your friends and tell your friends you look ugly, would you really tell that to your friends? No. So why are you saying that to yourself? I want you to think of your body like it's your friend. want you to think of your body like it's your friend and think about you would never say that to any of your friends so why are you saying it to your body why are you saying that to yourself you you deserve just as much respect and love as you give you deserve to give yourself just as much respect and love as you give your friends and I don't know why we do this but we we put These, We put um, these expectations on ourselves that we would never ask of any of our friends to look a certain way, to act a certain way. We wouldn't tell our friends to do that. We wouldn't tell our friends, you're ugly, you're not good enough. You wouldn't tell your friends that. Why are you telling yourself that? You deserve as much love as your friends get from you. You deserve to give yourself that as much love as they are getting from you so start giving yourself that love. And it's hard. I know it is. It's not as easy as I'm saying. I've struggled with it too. It's not it's easier just to say it and be like just you just just do it. Just do it. But if you're able to start giving saying the same things that you say to your friends to yourself, it's going to make such a positive impact in the way you see yourself and the way you talk to yourself and the way you view yourself number four is learn to accept compliments so I mean when somebody says oh my gosh you're so pretty don't say oh no I'm not like stop lying because you're going to make that person feel bad for giving you a compliment and you're going to make yourself feel bad And it's not worth it. Like, just learn. Learn to start accepting compliments. And when people tell you things that are nice and good and positive, start learning to say thank you instead of saying, oh, that's not true. Because eventually, if you keep saying, oh, my gosh, no, that's not true. You're lying. You're going to wonder why people are not people never give you compliments and it's because you don't allow them to give you compliments. You shut them down as soon as they give you a compliment and they're going to, they're going to realize, well, they're just going to tell me I'm lying every time. So why am I going to continue giving them compliments? Compliments make you feel good about yourself. So I don't understand why we all disregard them and act like somebody's lying when in reality they're probably telling the truth so just learn to say thank you instead of saying instead of trying to play it off like that's like what they're saying is not true because it most likely is number five is to instead of making yourself feel bad and torturing yourself if something doesn't fit if a cl- item of clothing doesn't fit donate it don't keep it around if it doesn't fit you that's just taking up un- that's just taking up drawer space so don't keep something if it doesn't fit you because you're going to constantly make yourself feel bad because you don't fit into it and that just doesn't it's unnecessary you shouldn't feel bad for not fitting into something. You know your clothing size, so get pieces of clothing in that clothing size. Find something that you fe- you like feel good in and wear it and own it and be confident because people are going to be drawn people are drawn to other people with confidence. And so if you have more confidence, people are going to be more drawn to you. And so don't waste time making yourself feel bad about something that's pretty much out of your control. Just donate it and find something that fits you and wear it and own it. Number six is question if hating on your body is actually helping. And a little spoiler alert here, it's not helping at all does not help you to hate yourself and to be into it doesn't help your self-esteem it doesn't help the way you look at yourself it doesn't help your mental health it doesn't help any of that so why are you continuing to do it just think about that what's the point in hating myself and hating the way i look if it's not giving me any positive results. Try loving yourself for once. Try being positive to yourself. Try try being nice to yourself once and see how that turns out. See how you feel about yourself then. Because I bet you you're going to feel way better. And so if it's not helping, then why are you continuing to do it? Why are you continuing to do something that doesn't make you feel good? Would you rather do something that makes you feel good or something that makes you feel bad? I'm pretty sure everybody would choose to make something that would make them feel good. So then, choose the thing that makes you feel good. Number seven is stop comparing yourself to either another person or the younger version of you because i'll start on the younger version of you because i feel like people still do this and they say well i look so much better when i was this age um and i was this was the peak of my physical ability and i was so fit and i was so pretty i was so young what's the point in comparing yourself to that when you know you're never gonna look like that again because you're older and, that, and that's just a part of life, is getting older. And so for you to hold yourself to a standard of looking young forever, it's unattainable, it's a waste of your time, and it's just going to make you feel bad about yourself. Like, focus on making yourself feel good about yourself now. Stop trying to make yourself look like when you felt good about yourself back then and start making yourself feel good about yourself right now in the moment. So don't compare yourself to your younger version of you. And then don't compare yourself to other people because I've said it, I don't even know how many times, but that picture is airbrushed. It's photoshopped. It's most likely touched up. And so you're comparing yourself to something that does not exist. That person's body doesn't look like that. That picture is most likely touched up. So why are you... Comparing yourself to something that doesn't even exist, like that person's body doesn't look like that. So why are you expecting your body to look like that? Because it's not going to. That's not the way it works. You, you're not going to have a perfect body because the perfect body doesn't exist. Like that picture is touched up. And so it's, it's a waste of your time. Um, number eight is to stop asking your friends to untag you in photos because you think you look bad, it's, I feel like Instagram especially is where people put out the good parts of their lives and they don't necessarily put out the not so great parts of their lives because that's the image you want everybody else to see, right? Like we all are supposed to be happy all the time and we're supposed to be perfect all the time, we're supposed to be um, leading these great lives when in reality sometimes they're not as great And if you can remember that when you're looking at other people's pictures, that's a huge thing too. But you're not going to look perfect 24-7. And so if you hold yourself to that standard when you're posting pictures, you're going to be so unhappy. So just own the fact that you have flaws. Own the fact that you are a imperfect human being and that that is okay, own that and be confident about it. And like I said, confidence draws people and people are going to want to be around you if you're confident. Number nine is challenge the idea that thin people are happier because that is definitely not necessarily true. People are unhappy no matter what size they are. People are happy no matter what size they are. There are people who are skinny and they think that there is something wrong with them and they are desperately trying to gain weight or they are unhappy with the way their body looks. And then there are people who are bigger and they are happy with the way they look. They love the way they are. They love who they are. They don't want to change. They are happy with their body. And... Yeah, it's just the way it works. And some, there's people of every shape and size who are happy and unhappy. And so just don't assume that people are happier because they are um, thinner. Because that's definitely not necessarily true. So just challenge that idea. Think about it. Tussle with it. And number 10 is... Surround yourself with people who are supportive and surround yourself with people who you know are going to support you no matter what and you know are going to be there for you and be a good friend and are going to tell you positive things and not bring you down like they're going to bring you up rather than bring you down and just if you surround yourself with people like that you're going to start to become more like them and yeah so if you surround just surround yourself with people who are surround yourself with people who are good for you rather than bad for you all right so I'm going to Um, Move on to the book and song recommendations, and this week I actually have two of each. So the book recommendations I have are, um, the first one is called The Upside of Unrequited. It's by Becky Alberati. I believe that's how you spell her name, but I'm not, or I'm not spell, say, pronounce, but I'm not completely sure. I'm going to read the back for you. Twenty-six crushes, zero kisses. Seventeen-year-old Molly peskin susso knows all about unrequited love. She's lived through it twenty-six times. She crushes hard and crushes often, but always in secret. Because no matter how many times her twin sister Cassie tells her to woman up, Molly can't stomach the idea of rejection. So she's careful. Fat girls always have to be careful. Then a Cute New Girl enters Cassie's orbit, and for the first time ever, Molly's cynical twin is a lovesick mess. Meanwhile Molly's totally not dying of loneliness except for the part where she is Luckily, Cassie luckily, Cassie's new girlfriend comes with a cute hipster boy sidekick. Will is funny and flirtatious and just might be perfect crush material, maybe more than crush material and If Molly can win him over and she'll get she'll get her first kiss and she'll get her twin back. There's only one problem: Molly's co-worker Reed. He's an awkward Tolkien superfan with a season pass to the Ren Fair, and there's absolutely no way Molly could fall for him, right? So this book is technically a romance but over the course of the book the main character Molly has to learn to love herself because she is a bigger girl and she learns to love herself for who she is and not believe that love is only for skinny girls um, because she does believe that at the beginning of the book. and so. It's a huge part of the book is her finding her identity and realizing that I am beautiful the way I am. And the second book is um, more of an informational book. It's called The Myth of the Perfect Girl. It's by Anna Homayun, I believe that's how you pronounce her last name. I'm not sure. And um, I'll read you the back. New insights and practical solutions for overworked and stressed out girls and their parents. In today's achievement culture, many girls seem to be doing remarkably well, excelling in honors and sports and attending top colleges in ever greater numbers. But beneath the surface, girls are stressed out and stretched too thin as they strive to be perfect. In their efforts to juggle schoolwork and extracurriculars, family life and social lives, friends and frenemies, as well as relationships online and in real life, many girls begin to lose sight of who they really are and instead work overtime to please their friends, parents, teachers, and others. So this book has more to do with the thing I talked about earlier, which was the concept of perfect and the concept of normal. And um, the author talks about how girls feel like they need to do perfect and she tells some real life stories because I believe she was a counselor and she goes through tips and ways you can start getting away from the mentality of I need to be perfect and she just talks about um, the idea of perfect and why it's unattainable she also talks about body image and I think that's super, obviously super related to what uh, I was talking about today and I, th- I really thought it was a book that explained a lot of things for me and helped me realize that, and helped me realize that I don't need to be perfect in order to be, or I don't need to be good enough because I already am. So those are the book recommendations, go check those out and then the song recommendations I have is, first one is Beautiful by Christina Aguilera and I believe mo- a lot of people, I'm, I'm betting a lot of people have already had, her, a little, heard this song but it's a really really good song and it talks about loving yourself and realizing that you are beautiful and that other people's words shouldn't have any impact on that, on the way you see yourself and then the other one is called flawless by beyonce and i mean it's amazing it's obviously beyonce so that in itself it's just an amazing song and it it's geared more towards women but it's very it's about loving yourself and owning yourself and the complex of like being good enough so I really hope you guys enjoy those recommendations and go check them out all right so to end this episode I'm going to do a quick little recap in this episode I went through the history of body image and how it's evolved over time I also uh, talked about the complex of the words "normal" and "perfect." I also talked about assumptions uh, assumptions you shouldn't make about people based on how they look. Uh, the beauty standard exercise. Uh, I gave you guys those recommendations, and just to reiterate, they were the books The Upside of Unrequited by Becky Alberati, The Myth of the Perfect Girl by Anna Homayun, and the songs were Beautiful by Christina Aguilar and Flawless by Beyonce. So make sure you go check those out. And oh, and I also gave you guys those tips on how you can start being more body positive. And so I I hope those help some of you. Um, I know they've helped me. And, uh, yeah, Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I know I enjoyed recording it a lot. I am so excited to give you guys the episode next Friday, so make sure you tune in because I'm super, super excited for this next episode. And yeah, so I hope you guys enjoyed the episode and we'll see you next Friday.